Welcome to Brain Fry, the new and improved version of Quiz Time India. We are in season 3 of the podcast. Season 3 comes to you after a long wait and our intent is to make it bigger and better. So fasten your seat belts and put on your thinking caps. The show is about to begin. Brain Fry Season 3 of the Quiz Time India podcast. This is your host and quiz master Aditya. Did you know archery in Japan is called yabusame and it involves shooting from atop a running horse? Or did you know a form of painting which uses egg yolk is called a tempera? If you didn't know such stray and astray kind of facts then you have come to the right place the right podcast. First things first let me quickly tell you about the show. Each week we will have two special guests who will go up against each other. The winner moves to the next round and at the end of the season there will be one winner. The format is simple. As your host I will tell you and our contestants some stories followed by a question. Each of the stories will have clues hidden inside. The contestant to crack the most questions wins. Having said that, let me remind you the real true objective of the show is to learn new things, to be curious about the world around us, to give you the listener some food for thought. So, if you get to know anything interesting, some trivia from this show, you are the true winner. Also, since we are talking about you winning, While the two contestants of today's show trade trivia with me, you the audience can also win. There will be an audience question at the very end of this episode. You can answer that question and win some cool prizes. Yes, at the very end of this episode. Now, let us get quizzing. First up are our contestants. Quickly some introductions please. I'm Sai. I am a quiz master as well as a marketing consultant. That's what I do. Uh, but otherwise, I just chill. I live in Goa now. I moved from Bangalore to Goa. That's about me. What about contestant number two? Uh, contestant number two, uh, myself, but actually, <laughs> uh, so I am supposed to be a molecular biologist. Uh, but going by my last two months of schedule, my lab thinks I'm. actually a, a professional concert goer <laughs> uh, otherwise i well i host quizzes and i collect trivia and i also used to live in bangalore but now i'm chilling in mysore we all have lived in bangalore once upon a time <laughs> all right sayan berti the questions will be wide ranging from movies to literature science sports history basically everything under the sun and the first question we will start with b for berti Buddy the first question is for you are you ready yes sir bring it on oh and uh, all the best sai if anything we are gentlemen at quiz thank you buddy i'll need it uh, yeah, thank you all right uh, buddy the first question happens to be from the world of music there is this american indie pop band called saint motel saint motel in 2016 they released a song they had a album out called saint motel vision uh like a television and motel put together saint motel is the band they came out with a song the song pays tribute to several muses of musical artists some of the muses which uh this song pays tribute to are norma jean whose screen name was malin munro patty boyd carol king hollywood lawn linda eastman and candy darling so all of these mostly women were paid tribute 
in different songs across the years by different singer songwriters composers and the american indie pop band saint motel released a song paying tribute to all of these muses of music now uh, i'll just quickly tell you uh, the lyrics if it helps you anywhere uh, the lyrics of the song go when it's tough when you get stuck you're at the wall of the writer's block you need a spark a light in the dark to get you out of your head and into your heart taking a walk on the wild side something in the way she moves candle in the wind and it's blowing everywhere we go all these girls got something going on oh 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 met her in a club her name was lola champagne tasting coca cola in the hands of my love and oh my love does her good all us boys need something that they got and then they go into the chorus which is this one's for norma jean patty boyd carol king and all these names nice. are nice, 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 nice. so this is the story of the song now this is where it gets interesting the title of the song the name of the song refers to perhaps music's most well known muse oh no whose identity has remained a mystery till date the song borrows the name from an original composition and in fact the band very cutely included the musical notes from the original older composition in the bridge of the song between the two verses you can hear the original song you have to tell me what is the name of this song the saint motel song or what is the name of the original composition so i'll quickly repeat saint motel did a song giving a, like a tribute to all musical muses and they named it after another composition which had come earlier the original composition was also a tribute to a muse so they named it the same name basically after that muse and the original composition is really really famous and saint motel a further sort of a tribute they included the original composition in the middle of their song you can hear it you have to tell me what is the song or what is this original composition or who was the original muse they all come down to the one thing to one thing itself bertie we start with you are you going to play the notes no i will not it's so famous that everyone will kind of get an uh, idea ah, of what it is yeah. can i do a serious quizer thing and say i object to a clue milord <laughs> like i just want to say <laughs> yeah there will be no clues because there are points at stake not For that now, i know the answer <laughs> i just want to you know not give any more advantages to the man who's a musician <laughs> <laughs> well i thought you were yeah. going with another question where i thought what is the significance of the lyrics and i realized that they're all parts from songs about those people they 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 lyrics like you know yes so that's what i thought you were going Take a with a walk on the wild side uh, is lou reed something in the way she moves yeah yeah uh, the beatles and lee dashman okay i i i i thought that was where you were going with which is now getting me cookie points oh that is a connection i was wondering why candle in the wind is not mentioned here ha. but norma jean was the yeah so yeah. that is the i thought you going with that apparently it's not okay got it because muse is it okay so i i i have two uh, guesses okay so uh, just to clash with which one i just need to know which year was uh, this is 90s right when the song came out saint motel 2016 Oh, that but doesn't help. Doesn't help. <laughs> okay. Um, purely going by the fact that you said it's a very popular 
of my two options uh, going with the fact that you said one is more popular the most popular i will go with um my second option would have been that was going to be my guess yeah. oh okay i just got it second is leila yes. right yeah yeah but you were right with the first one can you tell me what oh. is the first one well Thankfully, you thankfully started with B for Bertie because Bertie is a big fan of Beethoven, and that is uh, Beethoven's Four Elis, or as you would know in German, Furious, in A minor. Yes. Oh, it's so actually named Ellis, after a woman called Elis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elis was a woman. We don't know who she was. Uh, the comment section uh, says uh, she was a student, and Beethoven was in love. That's one of the theories, and. So comment section is always the gold mine for facts and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah stories <laughs> so they said beethoven was in love with her so he composed a really beautiful and simple tune but then he found out she she was engaged so halfway through he just made it the most complicated <laughs> song ever and now it's a favorite among uh, reversing cars for some reason and water purifiers in my back in the day yes yes there are yes. two people that beethoven loved beethoven wrote songs only for two people one was elis another was napoleon and then both of them let him down <laughs> so later he had to change everything like oh. <laughs> but that was the right answer this song is for elis the original is uh, was also written for elis and uh, in fact elis is also mentioned in the song and that is the story of all the famous musical wow. muses in the song Bertie you're one up well done you cracked the first question of the season yeah, yeah, yeah. okay quick quick question sai so how did you get to laila i mean i thought of the songs uh, the most famous songs that are named after muses so i remember there was i think uh, eric clapton was in yeah. love with george harrison's wife yep. Uh, yep. whose name i don't remember right now patty boyd patty boyd patty boyd is a very nice uh, i was also thinking patty boyd <laughs> Potty boy, uh, Bertie. <laughs> Potty Bertie. Uh, I was thinking of one more. I was trying to think think of muses, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Mick Jagger. There was a lady who was dating Mick Jagger, who was a famous rock and roll muse. She had been with I think two bands. It's the same, same. So um, he has also been with Potty Boy. But there are these two sisters who everybody dated in the English scene. I'll tell you who the names are. But anyway, I, I just wanted to know if it came from the music side or it came from uh, uh, mythology, Iranian mythology. Laila, Laila Majdu. Oh no 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 no! I didn't I didn't come from uh, right. Ah. Nice. So I never knew that. Uh, f- f- I used to pronounce it as Fur Elise or Fur Elise. Yeah. Uh, it actually means Fur Elise. Yeah, Fur Elise, which is German for Fur Elise. That was question one uh, for Bertie. Question number two is for Sai. Yes. Sai, we go towards linguistics here. Okay. My, My area is- of expertise for sure. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> like Bertie gets music, I get linguistics. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Marathi is one of the twenty-two scheduled languages of India. It's not even my language. <laughs> With eighty-three million speakers as of two thousand eleven, it ranks thirteenth in the list of languages. With most native speakers in the world, Marathi has the third largest number of native speakers in India, after Hindi and Bangla. Now. Here is the question. Now that we said context, Marathi is written in a certain script. Hmm. The name of the script, perhaps, 
derives from the Marathi verb modne. I hope I'm saying it right. Okay. Which means to bend or to break. In Hindi also, I think it means the same thing, right? Modna. Pretty yeah. much similar. The reason why they believe that uh, it comes from the Marathi word is because the Marathi script looks like it is Devanagari characters, broken Devanagari characters. So people believe that, yeah, this could be a reason for uh, choosing this uh, particular verb. Uh, now, you have to tell me the name of the script. It should not be confused with another popular name which has come out of India and its independent history. So you have to tell me the name of the script. You know the root verb from where it comes in. And you know what it means. And you have to tell me what it is. What I can tell you is this name of the script is not to be confused with one of the most popular names to have come out from India's independent history. Got it. Yeah. So, thank you for this question, Aditya. Uh, I'm so glad that you gave Bertie a question on music uh, that starts with B, which is the starting letter of his name, and Beethoven. And you chose linguistics, which is not my area of expertise. Then you chose a language which is neither my mother tongue nor the uh, language of the state I live in. Yeah. Uh, but... So, but, but you have chosen the right question because I may not be a fan of Marathi, but I'm a f very big fan of the Honorable Prime Minister Narendra Modi ji, oh. because I know all there is to know about him. Uh, this is the Modi script. Uh, I think it's called yes. the Modi script. And that's, I know this because it's also uh, Modi and all of that. Yeah. Yes, you are right. So the script in which Marathi is written uh, is known as uh, Modi. And it comes from the Marathi verb, which means modne. I can't seem to pronounce the n in there, but uh, I think I'll live with that. But I can pronounce Modi as long as I. I do think that it's also because thing. the script is also bent. There, there is are some changes in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's broken lines. Yeah. Bertie, next question for you, and we are talking about a person called you. Why you? Why you the great or you the engineer? is a legendary emperor of China who is said to have parted the Longmen Mountains and created a waterfall in the Yellow River. You the great, you the engineer. We actually don't know when you, the actual person, existed. Uh, the, the oldest records in China also talk about this person called you a long time ago. We don't know when exactly this person was. Mythological or real? Sorry, I'm just clarifying. So probably there was a real person and there is a lot of mythology which has built, been built around it. So you the great or you the engineer is uh, emperor of China who is said to have parted the Longmen Mountains and created a waterfall in the Yellow River. So Yellow River apparently used to, there used to be famines and stuff. He did all of this. When he created this gap, many carps fell through it. I think carps are these uh, like fishes, right? Yeah. When he created this gap, many carps fell through it and flowed downstream. When they tried to swim back to their home upstream, they could not jump over the high waterfall, understandably. So the carps, they went and petitioned you saying, listen, we have a problem. We can't go upstream. So he declared that every year in the third month of spring, 
any carp who managed to jump over the waterfall would be transformed into a dragon. Now, this legend has inspired a Chinese idiom which likens an exam-going student to a carp who has to scale the waterfall. So, if you're going for an exam, they say you are a carp. If you succeed, then you will come back home a dragon. In which pop culture entity would you see this entire philosophy happening? Or, yeah, that's what I'll say. Okay, I'm guessing this is about Po, the panda. And how he tells us, tells us of the dragon scroll to become a dragon and then he realizes it's all within you, within you. And so that you think, oh my god, I'm just getting this so meta. It's all about you, within you. So it's Kung Fu Panda. That is not the correct answer. Sai, Sai, would you like to go for it? So my first thought was Kung Fu Panda, but I think the story you narrated sounded a lot like Finding Nemo for some reason. But I don't think there's a connection between China and Finding Nemo. But my Finding Nemo is my story. Oh no, both are incorrect. So no points for this, but let us continue. Okay, does this help? I sort of hid one word from the question. In which pop culture entity would you now see this transformation happening? That a fish becomes a dragon. Is that Pokemon? Oh, no. Yeah, that's Pokemon. Fish becomes a dragon. It is Pokemon. It is Pokemon. Oh, the card. So that was the genesis oh. of Pokemon. The idea that through time. Magic card. I don't know which one, uh, which is Magikarp. Yeah, Does Magikarp a, become a dragon? It has a devolution. Oh, damn it. Do I get points for this? But Pokemon is Japanese, right? Just clarifying if is it Chinese? Yeah, it is Japanese. The inventor was a Japanese entomologist. Correct, he was an entomologist. Yeah, I think so. It is Japanese, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. I should have I, I went directly Dragon Scroll Kung Fu Panda Po. It is said that, uh, you know, the Longman Mountains that he parted to create a waterfall, it is said that it could possibly uh, have been a meteorite stone which hit the mountain and thus a waterfall happened. We do know there is a you, the great, who existed, but the rest of it is, as you can tell, a lot of story around it. Can I uh, share my thoughts, like random uh, ramblings of my thought and all that? But uh, when you were explaining the story of this man who sort of parted mountains and river, obviously Moses came first to my mind, but it also reminded me of this fictional character, but semi-fictional, like from an American mythology point of view. Have you guys heard of this guy called oh, Paul yeah, Bunyan? The, the giant, the green giant. Sounds familiar. Exactly, right? So Paul Bunyan was this uh, giant uh, who... This American mythology. Lived in a, supposedly lived in a certain period of time and American mythology, oh, right? And I yeah. think uh, he is responsible yeah, for yeah. the Grand Canyons in some way. Like, I think he parted oh, those things. He, and he, that's he how dropped something and then the Grand Canyons formed, yeah. Correct, there was something, right? Like, he, I remember seeing an old uh, story of him and then how that's how he built... Uh, uh, because to part mountains, I assume you have to be like a larger than life. So I was wondering if this guy is like the Paul Bunyan of China. That tunnel, okay. Where did Nemo come? <laughs> So like I was fish, thinking, small fish. Ha, so I think fish, I was just trying to think of this idea of, you know, crossing a path uh, to become like, you know, transform into an adult fish of sorts. Uh, a random and, biology uh, fact for you. Why yeah. finding Nemo is scientifically factually wrong. In a colony of clownfish, they all live inside a sea anemone for safety purposes, right? If the main uh, fish 
is lost or if that one like the mother is lost the next biggest fish becomes the mother irrespective of gender even if it's a guy it will become the mother because sea animals are very tough to find in the sea so if a mother is lost nobody goes searching for it and nothing happens the father is in there the father becomes a mother <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> okay wow now question to sai yeah this is the following question has to be one of my favorite pieces of trivia from this episode uh it has to do with east india company first of all it was just this year i finally realized that the british government the crown we were just under their rule for 90 years rest of it was an actual company with shareholders all of that thing it's like apple computers owning a country today it's i think the world's first private limited company yeah yeah that's the that's first one the dutch east india company they were the very first limited by shares yeah, company yeah. I think one of the first in definitely in Britain. I think uh, somewhere in Europe they had already experimented Dutch. with it, but in Britain yeah. probably one of the first. Dutch, yeah, Dutch. So this uh, question it starts with the Nawab of Bengal, Siraj Dola. He was an ambitious ruler, and uh, he harbored intentions of removing the East India Company from Bengal. Siraj Dola was a character he used to uh, basically blast entire ships. on ganga just to see how people drown yeah he was a character and uh, there was a tiny little british east india company base in bengal and he did not like the fact so once upon a time these guys uh, the british east india company folks there was a fort they did some renovations with the fort or they exceeded the limits of the fort and siraj dola was like listen i am the ruler here you have to take my permission or you have to pay me some taxes before you go on and build properties no doing so in the month of june in uh, 1756 he marched on the city of calcutta a short siege of fort william followed and it was soon conquered so now he owns the british fort a majority of the british soldiers escaped but it is said that some of them who had lost got drunk at night and started picking fights with siraj dola's army again this is not 100% verified the drunk part but i have read few accounts of them getting drunk and uh, doing all jhagda and it is said when siraj dola's army chiefs came to know that it's these britishers who are creating all this uh, nonsense they asked them to be arrested so it is said again different accounts but it is said one woman and 145 men were imprisoned and where did they imprison them in a tiny cell inside the fort they say the cell measured 5.5 by 4 meters so 18 by 14 feet so that's like a standard room of sorts and 146 people inside yeah we don't know exact amounts but yeah there were hundreds of people crammed into the room the room had two small heavily barred windows which gave very limited light and air and you can imagine what happened next the plan was to only keep them for a night next day they would release them or they would put them in a better place like in a more larger space but 145 plus people one night in one tiny room only 23 survived again different accounts but possibly double digits possibly close to 100 people died that night in the tiny cell due to dehydration and suffocation 
due to the confinement of such a large number of people in a comparatively much smaller space a particular scientific term is used to describe this event what is the name that is given to this event so once again you have chosen a topic of uh, colonial history of india which is not really my forte <laughs> Sign. But India but, wants to know. India wants yeah, to know. Exactly. <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah. you have chosen but. a topic that is in some way related to Christopher Nolan, huh? whose movies I have studied in Christopher Nolan, right? Uh, and I think this is called the Black Hole Incident of Calcutta. It's called the Black Hole of Calcutta. Yeah. Wow! It is. It is called the Black Hole Event yeah. of Calcutta, and when this happened. it basically all over all over britain the news spread that hundreds of our folks had been killed and of course by the time it reached uh, to england it became uh, hundreds of women have been raped so many children have been killed so many men have been uh, uh, killed the numbers were fairly exaggerated and this is where it gets really really interesting at that time yeah. robert clive clive of india he had done one tour of india he was back in britain he had spent all his money he wanted something to do next and it's just so happened like this is few months before the black hole incident it just happened the dutch and the british were fighting all over the world for colonies it just so happened that the british uh, secret intelligence agencies of that time found that the french have been preparing a small navy oh they saw the navy and they got a intelligence report that this navy is going to madras and the french are going to take madras from the british so the east india company went to the queen and said you know please protect our interests we are your humble servant in india the queen said okay take the royal navy and protect your interests and one of the people in charge of that navy was one robert clive robert clive said you know what like i'll go to india again get some money come back and they'll make me lord something something and i'll live my life with peace so he sailed to madras only to reach madras and see there was no french navy the news was wrong the french were going to canada uh, oh so he came down all the way from england 6 months on boat reached madras and then realized there was no war to be fought fake news and fake news and he rightfully thought like ab mera mazak udega everyone will make fun of me at that moment the news came that so many men and women in kolkata have been killed hmm. in the black hole event so he was like okay you know what i can't fight those guys but let me avenge these guys so he took his navy went to calcutta ah. and destroyed sirajdola got the fort back got the fort back restored his honor there were some french uh, colonies nearby he fought them he's like yes i'm sorted he's about to leave when he receives a letter from these merchants hmm. or these bankers called jagat seth jagat means world seth means bankers or bosses this guy says uh, you know you defeated sirajdola in calcutta but his capital is murshidabad and he owns everything here and these jagat seths were the richest one of the richest people in the world at that time all mughal trade used to be run through them so they had a system where in kolkata 
uh, if you had to take money from Kolkata to Delhi, you couldn't take it by road because people would steal it. So you would go deposit at Jagat Sets. He would give you a chit that you would take in Delhi, go to another office of Jagat Sets where you could withdraw the money. So it was like a very modern system, and Jagat Sets were one of the most sort of influential and rich people in the world. When they saw what Clive did, they reached out to Clive and they said, "You know what? This Sirajuddaulah, he takes money from us, doesn't pay us, and there is always this threat that he will convert us to Islam. We don't like him." can you please defeat him he said you know this army is in mine this navy is in mine it's british queen's navy he's like okay we'll do one thing we'll pay you 1 million pounds we'll pay your masters 1 million pounds another 1 million pounds and we'll pay all of sirajuddaulah's generals so that they f- don't fight for him wow and in one night robert clive became the richest oh, man. self-made man in europe and he went on to defeat in palasi uh, sirajuddaulah then within a few years he had basically bengal orissa and uh, up yeah if you have that you have pretty much the most populous and the most prosperous part of india in that time and they just ruled the nation Back it all started with a 18 oh by 14 Lord. cell in kolkata where 100 or people were killed by sirajuddaulah This is fantastic. This uh, great. I didn't know this. Thank you, Anthea. This is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know this. Very cool. Wow. But points to me. I think that's the <laughs> more important part. Uh, no, 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 no. Point points to yeah, Christopher yeah, yeah, Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, points to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Nolan, Nolan. So I don't know if you guys know this interesting trivia, but uh, when Nolan was making um, in, in Interstellar. he was actually scripting yeah. and debating with an actual scientist uh, for a long while and nobody had visualized what a three dimensional black hole would look like um and uh, they finally this guy who was working with nolan uh, wrote the equations for what the black hole would be like and they fed it into a rendering machine and it was for the first time that science was able to visualize what a three dimensional black hole would look like because of the movie and that led to papers being written um, in science uh, based on that movie like that movie's research was so good that it actually uh, inspired a lot of uh, scientific papers to be written about the black yeah. hole and yeah. that scientist and finally i think no, sorry go on that scientist was kip kipton who came to bangalore kipton what when yeah he he gave a talk at icts and we were all there when uh, just pre pandemic 2017 or something and he gave a talk at infosys and at icts international center for theoretical sciences yeah all right so before we go forward let me quickly ask our listeners to press follow on this podcast doesn't matter which app you're listening to If you press follow whenever a new episode releases it will be in your feed. Uh what that means is you can listen to it at your convenience by your own wish and not have content being fed to you by an algorithm. You can choose to listen to this if you are enjoying this. Another thing that I want to add right now is uh, also some of you who have been listeners of the podcast Quiz Time India and uh, follow the page on Instagram. Some of you might know that I have been working with a podcast called Spooked. It is produced by Snap Studios. Uh, they are based out of US and they're doing some really amazing podcast work. And uh, on Spooked, I had a really interesting role. As a podcast maker, Spooked is easily one of the most interesting and also the biggest shows that I have worked on. 
uh, let me tell you how big it is it is heard on over 500 public radio stations across the united states and downloaded over 2 million times every month that is quite a big number for a podcast Uh, my profile on the show was that of a story scout so the show spooked is about uh, first hand paranormal experiences of people and uh, my role was to find these first hand paranormal stories from india and uh, then we present it uh, to the audience so if you are from india or an indian subcontinent and if you had a paranormal experience please do reach out to me on social media at the rate podcast studio 41 and on email uh, that is studio 41 podcast at gmail.com now on with the quizzing all right bertie the next question for you quite Excellent. simple quite short quite basic yeah you have to find the odd one out oh. with respect to nobel prizes <laughs> okay bohr bragg thompson and curie these are four names that i'm giving you bohr b o h r yeah bragg b r a g g thompson thompson yeah. and curie as in curie Niels Bohr which one is the only one Niels Bohr is out he's only one in his family all the Why others had family so? members who also won nobel prizes oh thompson father and son bragg uncle and uh, nephew uh, curie they had three no four nobel prizes mary curie pierre curie emmanuel curie and uh, joliet curie interesting but wrong <laughs> <laughs> I was like blown away. I was like, "What is this answer? Mind blowing!" Family members who win Nobel prizes. Sai, no. Sai, would you like to give it a shot? Holy cow! Um, is there another one? I mean, Neil Bohr's son and father didn't win. Wait, <laughs> wait, buddy, wait. So Let's I'm going to say, Sai, uh, yeah. Yeah. so I'm going mm-hmm. to say it's Curie because the others are all mm-hmm. father and son or male uh, brother and brother, but he, the Curies are fa- husband and wife. That is actually <gasps> the correct answer. That's how you steal so, an answer from another person. I should just wait. Wait, all you ask for who's the one who not right? I should just go for Mary Curie. She's a girl. Everybody else is boys. I should just start on that. <laughs> Neil Bohr got huh. in 1922 uh, for understanding the atomic structure. Age oh. Bohr, A A G E. I don't know how do you. In 1975, for the discovery of connection between collective Damn. motion and particle motion in atomic nuclei and development of whole lot of things. But rest of it was correct. Bragg uh, was a joint winner. William Bragg was a joint winner with Lawrence Bragg. Uh, they won in 1915 for services in the analysis of crystal yeah. structure by X-ray. And then there was the Thompsons, and I just came to yeah. know about J. J. Thompson. And oh, he's a brilliant story. That man, a he discovered electron. He got a Nobel Prize for his uh, work on conduction of electricity in gases. But what I found the most interesting bit, he taught seven people who went on to win Nobel prizes themselves. Wow! Including his son, with whom he actually ended up winning. And Bertie, you were actually correct. Uh, Curies have uh, yeah, five yeah. Nobel prizes in the family. So, uh, husband, wife uh, won. Then daughter and her husband won. And uh, then Curie won for one for herself. And yeah. I think yeah. husband yeah, also yeah, won yeah. for her himself. And then Curie's daughter, Joliet. second daughter Eve, Eve her husband. Her husband was the director of UNICEF. Yeah, peace prize. So he went on to receive one peace prize. So the family has five of them, but that is a Chimping. nice deal. Like, <laughs> wonderful chip. I'm going to be bragging <laughs> about it. 
Excellent. No, no, no. That a commerce student beat a question on science, beat Bertie Ashley on a question I, on science. I, I, But you know, nobody talks about nobody talks about the nepotism yeah. in Nobel Prize. What is this? I didn't know this uh, scandal. That this is bullshit. Hey, you know what? Mother, father, daughter, daughter, five Nobels. in a family yeah. by the way i'll be a very noble person and say well deserved sai well deserved ah very well deserved yes i agree by the way there is another person uh, while researching all this called arnold somerfeld look up his wikipedia his list of accomplishments on the right hand side <laughs> go across the page and he has also taught seven people who went on to win nobel prizes and you see the names it's the who's who of uh like your 10th 11th 12th science books and other 30 odd scientists so he he is possibly the name which you will see yeah, pop up yeah. most often in science so good, do look good, him good up question. i think these guys decide to teach only if there are chances <laughs> of them prize. winning nobel prizes okay. they're like what are the chances of you winning a nobel prize show me the probability of it then i'll teach you that is some of the colleges in kota <laughs> uh, for iit before they took everyone in they used to be like we have 100% record of getting into iit okay. don't take anybody who's <laughs> not going to class yeah go ahead buddy random question to both of you what did albert einstein do with this nobel prize money So he, they gave it to him for that photoelectric effect. Okay, a man okay. didn't see yeah. one rupee of it or one dollar of it. Some charity. Was this after the war? Uh, Nothing of that no. sort. Okay, so I thought maybe whatever Polish people came out to no no rehabilitate them or something like Albert that. Albert Einstein wanted a divorce from his wife. <laughs> okay, his wife was like, "You can't afford to divorce me. I'm not getting anything out of it." Albert was like, "I'm writing a paper. Next year I'm publishing it. In two years they're going to give me a Nobel Prize. Give me the divorce. I will give you that money. Write it now. Three years before. And then he won the Nobel Prize and said, 'I told you, take the money.'" Oh wow! <laughs> But did yeah. she get it? it? Yeah, I believe so. that's what he did. He gave. Oh wow! Yeah, that, that's that a win-win, right? So sure, sure, he'll get the Nobel Prize. He put it in the, uh, the divorce uh, document, saying, "Yeah, take it and go." <laughs> Two years before the Nobel Prize. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, now direct question to Sai, and I'll see if I can jump off. So Sai, for the next question, we will take you to <laughs> Tamil politics. My favorite kind of politics, Tamil politics, compared to compared to office politics. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you did well with Modi, so yeah. I'm pretty sure you yeah, will be. Yeah, actually, you're right. Tamil politics has always been dominated by actors, yeah. and conversely, their films have carried a certain political tone. Okay. And one of the people who sort of uh, took it to a whole different level was M. G. Ramachandran, M. G. R. Right. In the early 1950s, when M. G. R. was rising fast in the political circles. Uh-huh. and was at the peak of his popularity he started using his films to convey his political beliefs okay one of the ways in which he did that was so there were two ways in which he did that one he always played the uh, the nice guy or the good guy the hero and the second was he started wearing black and red colored clothes okay explain the choice of colors basically yes explain the choice of colors the reason behind choosing black and red Yes. So I know black is used. I think Kamal Hassan launched his party a few years ago, and the logo had 
alternating black and white hands holding each other it's a symbol that shows mm-hmm. and i think the black was supposed to signify the dalits uh, and i'm guessing the black and red black comes from there red is blood in some i don't know uh, these are my guesses well thought out but not exactly what i was looking for here okay but you that was a like a nice case i like that bertie do you have an answer I for this i do have no somebody it's very direct so i don't know if it's a, well, the black and red is a admk flag it's basically the colors of the flag it is the dmk flag so he wanted to basically wear only the clothes which the color of the flag symbolize the colors which oh. so that people could connect the color with his party color so it was Until only today. black and red Until black today. and red both there are two liberating party dmk and admk dmk is black and red admk hmm. is black and red with the Correct. tinge of white where you put the abs photo on it but it's black and red into or the green right that's, i think admk has a green the that uh, leaf that's it but otherwise the flag is actually black and red and with the white in the middle yeah oh yeah so karunanidhi was the dmk chief when uh, mgr broke away and started ai dmk mm-hmm. and apparently this is something that i found on the internet i do not know of this but i know of the film maniratnam yes. directed a film called iruvar yes. in 1997 which insp- which was inspired by the lives of karunanidhi mg ramachandran and j jay lalita and it is set against the backdrop of cinema and politics in tamil nadu and it also showcases the rise yep. of dmk it shows it very well, well. Uh, actually in my opinion limited information yeah Aishwarya Rai, Mohan Lal, Mohan Lal, Prakash Raj, uh, working in Mani yeah. Ratnam, uh, Prakash Raj, and Prakash Raj, Raj is there. Arun Swami, Arun Swami. So I think I'm not wrong about the symbolism of black and red. I'm just reading right now. Could be, yeah, yeah could I think be, it is uh, the, the black and red. Dravidians, uh, sorry, not Dalits, but it's Dravidians, uh, uh-huh. right? And the lower caste uh, people rising over uh, the sun. I think that's the symbolism of black and red. because kamalasan i don't know if you guys have seen the kamalasan party but uh, similar sort of you know what is that party called kamalasan's party i'm just checking one second it's called uh, makkal needi makkal needi maya makkal needi maya that is people's uh, needy is uh, for the welfare uh, co- conglomerate yeah people's welfare co- party yeah people's welfare party uh-huh. yeah so he has again black and red and white as the mm-hmm. colors uh i'm assuming all uh, of them have yeah, the similar black and uh, dravidian thing but yeah. sai that was not the question the question is why was he wearing it so that is for the flag so i get the points okay yeah no, i didn't I, i didn't know that <laughs> well done well done i didn't know it was uh, the black and red thing went across all parties across thing, but may, yeah that's I, something that i got yeah, to do but I yes have, i may have been in bangalore for some years and i may be in mysore but true blood tamilian man <laughs> Madurai represent. Yes, full represent. <laughs> Wasn't Madurai some form of uh, the place that you're from, uh, yeah. Bertie? Isn't it? Uh, wasn't it like the political center? It, 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 uh, no, it was the capital of uh, the southern region for a long time. The Pandyan Empire was in force, uh, but then okay. we didn't have a port, so it didn't make sense. So Chennai had a, Madras had a port, and of course, in the pre aforementioned question. So it became more economically more important. Yeah. That's how it grew. But Madurai was where the center was. Yeah. 
but i remember gandhi was in uh, madurai that's where he adopted uh, yeah. wearing a dhoti yeah. and everything oh, no right. western so they see everything yeah. was that's from madurai, in madurai yeah. only it's culturally it's a capital yeah nice nice question L- lovely so with that uh, the score is 2-3 uh, in the favor of sai right now and we have reached halfway through the quiz we still have a halfway to go and that brings us to the end of this episode this was part 1 of the two part episode the score is currently at 3-2 with sai leading we will be back next week with part 2 of this quiz more interesting questions stories and trivia this was brain fry before we go there is an audience question which you can answer to win some prizes what are those prizes well it will be books recommended by me this week's question and the first one in the season is by a special guest surbi bagga hi my name is surbi bagga i'm a stand up comedian and i host the podcast the overthink tank now for all the listeners of brain fry here's my question formulated in 1906 by hafiz abdul majid using selected herbs and syrups from a form of traditional medicine this is a drink that would help come to heat strokes and prevent water loss now which drink are we talking about send in your answers quickly don't forget to check out the next episode of brain fry for the winners and the answer bye so that was surbi's question for you for this week that is all for today my name is aditya mattu and i am your quiz master host and producer of the show the sound design was done by mukund gupta the quiz masters for this episode were shakti shetty dr ashwini natu mondeep aher keshav kaushik pranjal ayush and ananda ananda also helped in the overall framing of the questions and the flow of the episode so a big thank you to everyone who was involved one last important thing before we go once again i have been working with a podcast called spooked in which i have to find first hand paranormal stories from india so if you are from india or the indian subcontinent please do reach out to me on social media at @theratepodcaststudio41 or on email at studio41podcast@gmail.com yes social media is insta twitter it's all the same @theratepodcaststudio41 and on email it is studio41podcast@gmail.com you can also by the way share your feedback on these ids also 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 if there is a question or a trivia heavy story that you think will suit the podcast please do share it with me on the same ids that i mentioned before that is all for today see you next week thank you for your time you can thank me for mine